Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to talk about what do you learn from a single parent about relationships? So I got this question, and the person grew up with a single parent and is reading my blog, listening to my podcast, and saying, okay, you say that people model on their parents' relationships in terms of what they do in relationships, but what if I had a single mom? And I've gotten this question also in the form of, I am a single parent and what are my children learning then about relationships from me? Are they screwed because they do not have a template? So this podcast is intended to address both of those questions, um, you know, together. Before that, though, please do subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was on when men want their wife to work and she won't, particularly uh, when they want her to go back to work after having been a stay-at-home mom of small kids. Now the kids are school age. Why will she not go back? Uh, why does this happen? Why is he communicating even truly what he wants? Why may she not want to go back? There's a lot of different reasons um, for that. And, and I do see this sometimes when men are very anxious about money or, as I discussed, there are other reasons and um, and this becomes a central fight in the marriage. So definitely subscribe for that and 125 other subscriber episodes, which is like many, many hours that you will not get if you only have the free episodes. All right, so turning to today's topic. So I have talked about this very um, briefly as it relates to, you know, all of my topics about what do you learn from your parents' marriage, and I talk about single parents, the main thing about single parents is the kid knows that they don't have a template. They know that already because they have a single parent. They're not stupid. So, you know, it's kind of like a situation where I see this a lot, honestly, when children are children of immigrants, right? So they're the first generation American, and their parents do not know about American culture. So there, there are a lot of things that this child has to learn on their own. Their parent still has an accent. Their parent knows more about the old country. And they are expected to be the one to figure out everything themselves about what to do, what not to do culturally as an American. You know, and I also see this when people are the first to go to college in their family. Like they are now the one who's going to have a different sort of career trajectory. They did not have any priming for this at all. And that's very obvious. So when you have a single parent, it's quite obvious that you don't have a template for a relationship. So thus, you know, you have to figure it out yourself. This is much better than being in an unhappy marriage that, that, that gives you a bad template. This is an absence of a template. So people can look at their friends' parents. They can, so the, the children of single parents can look at the, the, the mom's like um, sister, so their aunt and uncle who are happily married. They could say, oh, okay, this is what it would be like to be married. They can look at their friends' parents when they visit houses. When they get older, they can do reading about relationships. Yeah, this is a new frontier, but at least they fucking know, right, that it's a new frontier. As um, as opposed to the myriad people who end up in counseling saying, yeah, my parents had a good marriage. Yeah, I want to replicate it. And then we go deeper and they're like, yeah, I mean, I guess they never touched. Yeah, I mean, sure. Sometimes mom would give dad the silent treatment. I think the longest was two weeks. But, you know, people get mad. Yeah, you know, dad did throw things at the wall when he was upset. But mom swept it up like, yeah, I don't think it was a problem. 
And then like they're like progressively learning that this sort of marriage that they saw growing up was quite dysfunctional. They had never really thought about it before because they had adaptively as a child tried to push the awareness beneath the surface that their parents were very unhappy and that they were stressed out all the time, you know, because that's adaptive. No kid wants to focus on that. And, you know, the parents were saving face and they, you know, they're not bad people. Like nobody, very, very few parents in a previous generation would say to a child, you know, like dad and I are not in a very functional marriage. So we're going to couples counseling. First of all, people did not use the word functional, you know, at all. And um, most people really didn't tell their kids anything because they thought it's not the kid's business. And they thought that the kid understands what's going on in a way that a kid really doesn't. And in fact, the worst case offenders confided deeply about their troubled marriage to their children, which is certainly worse. You know, so uh, psychological mindedness was not a thing in prior generations the way that it is now. So you always have to account for that when you're deciding whether to estrange yourself from your parent or what have you. Like, she was very different. It was a totally different culture. You know, I mean, it's it's like expecting parents to have parented in the way that we parent now, then, you know, you can't like there, there's no, there would be no ability to do that. Just like they didn't go on their smartphones because they didn't have smartphones. So anyway, that that's an aside. But the thing is, when you grow up with dysfunctional parents, so then you say, okay, well, I'm in the situation where my mother was always telling me what an asshole my father was and never marry anybody like him. But then I screwed the pooch here because all I did was date alcoholics. So what the hell's wrong with me, you know? And nothing's wrong with you. How would you know how not to date an alcoholic? All of her bitching and moaning, she was still married to an alcoholic and was codependent with him. So you had that template. That template bur- burrowed itself into your subconscious, and that is what is familiar to you, right? So then you say, well, there's got to be something familiar then about being a, a, a in a single parent household. Yes, there is. And the thing that I do find is that children of single parents that and I'm talking about single parents that don't remarry because once a single parent remarries, then you have that template. So there's a lot of people in therapy who are like, yeah, my parents' marriage was garbage, but eventually my mother remarried. My stepdad is a good guy. And, um, you know, she was happy from that point on. And that was a nice relationship that I saw. All right, great. But what in the situation where the person, I did a recent podcast about this, people that don't want to remarry. So it's kind of, it's not that hard to remarry, you know? So like there's, so there's a cover for every pot. So people that choose not to remarry for their entire life are likely a subset of people that are avoidant attachment, right? So then it's not about a single parent household. It's about being raised by an avoidant attachment spouse. But you're still ahead of the game because you can pick up on that more because they didn't remarry. So let's say that your mother is avoidant attachment and she doesn't remarry then it's easier to see that she is this type of like super pathological overfunctioner that is hyper reliant on herself and doesn't want to um, rely on anybody than it would be to see that same avoidant mother if she was married. You know, if she was married, you wouldn't easily say, all right, this is what my mother struggles with because she's married like everybody else, so it's harder to see it, right? But yet there's just as many avoidant attachment people that are married as single. There's more because there's more married people, right? So... So again, the single the the single parent kid does better than the dysfunctional marriage kid. Of course, now there's real world variables, such as the single parent may have much less income, resources, 
uh, more stress, et cetera. So that will impact the child. But we're primarily in, we're only in this episode discussing one variable, which is the single parent aspect of it. it it's, it's unrealistic, but in, it's in the absence of the income, de- you know, decrement and being more stressed, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess if you have to picture something, and this is a common scenario, you're picturing the single mom that is supported, pre- supported emotionally and sometimes helped financially by her happy extended family. Now, I see this one a lot. So so this is um, the best case scenario. So this is almost like as though we're running an experiment and we got rid of every confounding variable except having uh, a partner, you know, except the mother being married. So what we're picturing is like three scenarios. So we're picturing the single mother ensconced in a relatively functional family of origin that lives nearby and helps her out with the child such that she is not in extreme poverty. She may work full time, but the kid goes to his grandparents in that time, et cetera, et cetera. And we're comparing that to two situations, either this same woman remaining happily married and having all the same variables around, but also uh, happily married to her husband or an unhappy marriage. So this single mother in this situation is going to do better than the unhappy marriage. And the children are going to understand. I do not have a template, but I do have, of course, my, my grandparents, maybe my aunts and uncles, maybe. But either way, I'm kind of flying blind and I know it versus the one in the unhappy marriage who kind of doesn't know that they're learning bad ways and dysfunctional ways to interact because it just seeps into the air and that's like their only way of knowing what's going on and how to be in a relationship is the dysfunctional ways. And of course, the best case scenario is the happily married parent and the template that they give. But that's not an option anymore in the single parent scenarios. There's no option for the happy marriage. That that didn't happen. So unless the woman remarries, if she remarries, then we're doing better. But again, there's some, some real world variables of blended family stress and the stepfather potentially being an asshole, right? So that's going to potentially be very bad for the kid. So, you know, there, there's a lot of real world things. My point is this. Don't get upset if your child is growing up in a single parent household or if you did because it's better as long as it's a happy single parent which yet again is is harder with, you know, money problems, et cetera, et cetera. But assuming that that's accounted for in some way, the child at least, it's more like a child of an immigrant that is trying to be an American. So this is a child of a single parent that is trying to be one day happily married. It's going to take more effort, but at least you know where you're starting out and that you have to give it more effort versus the child from a dysfunctional family of origin that doesn't really even have, that has a bad template. Instead of no template. So back to the avoidant attachment. So you say, but there must be some template. And the effect that I do see is that children of um, classic avoidant attachment single parents who do not remarry because they prefer to be alone and do not want to rely on anybody else and really embroil themselves in any sort of emotional, you know, uh, drama with anybody, which is how they perceive it being avoidant attachment those people do tend to be more avoidant in their template. So when they grow up and they try to get married and they get married, they know that they can be on their own. They know that. So that's what I think accounts for, relatedly, the, um, the fact that children of divorce are more likely to get divorced 
It's not that they're more likely to be unhappy. They just know they can get divorced. They saw parents get divorced. They know it's an option. They know nobody dies. You know, they know it's a possibility uh, culturally in their family, et cetera. So they're more likely to get divorced when they're unhappy. But so, so the same thing. If you grew up with a single parent, then, you know, you know that you can do things on your own. So you could do things on your own in a very macro level, such as if you get divorced, you're not going to be as scared of that. But also on a micro level day to day, you saw one parent doing everything. So you know that it really takes one adult to parent children and to be in a household. So you're not going to you're going to have to really work on being interdependent with your spouse, because in a very real visceral level, you know, you are not <laughs> like you do not need your spouse. So while you're young and in love in the honeymoon stage, you may feel like you need your spouse. But when that drunken in love feeling wears off a few years in and after children, then you may really go back to saying, well, you know, like, what is this person really adding to my life here? Because basically, I know that, you know, I could do this on my own. So that that is something. But then again, Many people do recognize that one quicker than adult children of dysfunctional families because a woman, like people say it when they come in, you know, the, a woman will be like, I had a single mom, you know, and so now when my husband is between jobs and laying around on the couch, I think I could do this shit easier without him, which, you know, is not a bad thing to think <laughs> like in that scenario. It gets bad when she's like, you know, uh, I'm a child of a single mom. So, you know, I know that I could do things on my own. My husband is getting on my nerves. So sometimes I think, you know, I don't have to listen to this irritating fuck. You know, I could just do my own thing. Right. So so in those cases that you have to say, well, you know, like, let's really look at how you grew up. You didn't ever see a mother listening to somebody's uh, story about work that was boring. You know, like if you did. Then you would be like, oh, this is just what people do in marriages. Oh, yeah, he's going to be irritating sometimes. But you didn't see that. So it's hard for you to kind of roll with the punches of the ups and downs and the monotony of daily life and, um, you know, sacrifice this, things that you don't like for things that you do like, and et cetera, et cetera. So there is an impact, but generally people have more awareness and you also have to think about all the other variables. So now at the end here of the episode, I say, really, there is no perfect experiment where the single parents have it as easy as, as parents in dual parent homes. That just isn't real. So they do have less money. They do have more stress. Even, even in a best case scenario, you know, it's still one parent doing everything instead of being able to split it across two. So... You know, there are probably a lot of things that you didn't get as a kid that, that you a lot of struggles, a lot of feeling like you didn't fit in, you know, so these things can be worked on in individual therapy. You know, and it's particularly I see for boys when the father um, completely left, you know, and just wasn't they never saw the father again. That's not good for girls either. Right. But but in particular for boys that then saw the other kid, the other boys, dads playing catch with them, et cetera. It's it's hard. It's harder. So, you know, it it's that's something to think about. If you're a boy, a, a man listening to this that was in that situation, undoubtedly therapy might, you know, would be helpful because it leads to tremendous self-esteem issues. And if you're a woman in that situation, it likely makes you think that men always leave and can't be trusted. There's also a variable of the fact that uh, another one actually 
to be thought about is that the single parent's philosophy is the only philosophy that you learn, whereas in, in many other households, dual parent household, you learn two philosophies. So that's another thing is that, especially if there's an only child or the oldest child of a single parent, they take on the single parent's philosophy tremendously because they can be very enmeshed and there could be like a surrogate spouse thing going on where like the kid becomes the partner, the single parent surrogate spouse. Now, all this stuff can happen in a two-parent household too, but when it's one single parent and one kid or the oldest kid, then this can become a very, very overly close relationship where the child is really not allowed to individuate because they feel so bad for the um, parent and also the parent is the only game in town so they don't have a competing life philosophy so like if the single parent is very very anxious let's say that the mother the single mother had been raped right so she she she's scared of men well if she's got only one daughter she's going to teach that daughter be scared of men nine times out of ten right so and there's no competing um narrative there may be from extended family, friends, etc., but nothing is going to match the intensity of the narrative given by the single parent to the single child. And it doesn't have to only be an only child, but that would be the most enmeshed um, possible relationship where it would kind of be um, all, almost shocking if, if the girl did not pick up on her mother's narrative in that sense, right? Or if it was an only son, then those uh, the people learn, those boys learn, I have to be like the biggest gentleman. I have to be so kind. I have to be the nicest person to women. I can never think about sex ever. I don't want to be like this monster that destroyed mom's life, right? So so either way, when there is a single parent, and this happens also in dual parent households, but it's not as frequent because there is some sort of competing narrative, even if the stronger personality in the couple does set the frame for how the family is supposed to think about certain issues, there is at least another human being that is an adult. So, you know, there are different ways, hopefully, to think about things, some issues at least for some for the kids. All right, well, uh, hopefully this was useful and addressed some of the some of the questions that that you guys had about the single parent impact on on the child in the area, particularly of later intimate relationship functioning. And please do subscribe, join my Facebook group too, and I'll talk to you all soon.